Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! That was the first time that you announced an episode without singing. <laughs> but it wasn't not singing either. There was no song associated with this one. As I said earlier um, in the evening, I was like, now this is when it starts getting boring until the very end because everyone's like in love. <laughs> but boy, were you wrong because the heat's just getting well, it going. is. It is Still. a hot. It's a hot season. It is spicy AF. Spicy. Yeah, that's a good way to put uh, it. Welcome back, everybody. It's Alex and Sarah. We're both here. And and queer. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, it's I'm definitely kind of drunk. <laughs> I'd like to say that. I don't know if maybe Alex is a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I went to happy hour and... Just kept going. Okay, but that doesn't mean that our passion for The Bachelorette has waned. We oh, are still, anything, it's more. We are still so in this. We're in Amsterdam. Ever heard of it? The windmills are ablaze <laughs> <laughs> with Hannah's fire. Um. Okay, not to jump ahead to the end, but did this windmill lovemaking session happen in Amsterdam? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, let's discuss it so later. So I've seen, I will just say, I've seen on Twitter that people were rewinding the episode through her other dates. And when her and Jed were like making out on some ledge, there was a very prominent windmill behind them. So people think it's symbolism. Oh, symbolism. That <laughs> she, that that's who she had sex with. So she didn't, she didn't. <laughs> She also, used a windmill as a symbol to no, 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 her no, no, sex no, 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 no. They think the editing of showing the windmill behind her and Jed making out was symbolic of like, hey, guys, this is the one she had sex with. Wow. The Bachelor producers Twice. get rid of Alon Gale and all of a sudden the Bachelor franchise becomes Jane Eyre. Like, who knew that they were so well versed in literary terms? <laughs> What's that guy doing? Uh, Jane? Alon. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Um, Jane. <laughs> um, she, he, I, he is running a, flu, a food blog, which I, I've made the chicken soup. Well, actually, oh I God. got the ingredients for the chicken soup, and then I got busy, and then Mom made it <laughs> when I was home visiting. Oh. Um, shout out to Mom. Uh, but we are not alone today. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We have a guest. Mm, mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. guest is very special to me. Mm, mm-hmm, and she's also hysterical. She's new to the pod. Always a friend, but new. Like, always friend of the pod, oh, but okay. new to the pod. Wow. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were saying that she's one of your new friends. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. Finally, she made it within the in- inner circle of friendship. 
enough to quantify her as such. No, 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 no. Okay, she is a writer. She's a comedian. She is one of my besties. Please welcome to the mic, Colleen Kleinfelter. Thank you so much for that introduction. Oh my gosh. We are so happy that you're here. I have notes. I know you have a notebook. Most people just have their phone. Oh, I I could have done that too. I could have done that too, but um, (laughs) yeah, I didn't. No, I appreciate the notebook. She cares so deeply that she had to write it out. You also can't highlight things in the notes app. Or can you? Um, you probably can. <laughs> you know what you can't? You can. I'm looking at the notes You know what up. you can't do? Physically highlight <laughs> with a highlighter. I think you can bold. Oh. Bold italicize. <laughs> I highlighted a few things. One I of love which that. was that the opening. So I knew about the windmill thing because my sister, who has never seen an episode of any Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise series, sent me a bunch of uh, videos last night. She was like working out in Lancaster and was at a hotel and started watching her first episode. And she is now, it literally texted me two minutes before we started recording. <laughs> and was like, I'm starting it from the beginning. Uh, oh, wow. I love that. That was all she needed. That, she, Cause, and she was like, have you seen? And she sent me a video and it spoiled the windmill thing for me. And I was like, Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, so that's all she needed. But all I, she needed was, that was a all smoking gun was, of the windmill? Yes, because that was her first time seeing the tease of, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me, which is crazy for the first time you watch it. And if yeah. you're like all of us, like, you're just like, when's Colton going to jump get the fence? It. I'm going to get it like stitched onto a pillow. Like I'm so, like it's oh, gonna, yeah. like one of those decorative pillows on the couch just going to say, I have had sex and Jesus still loves me. I, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna get the windmill quote. Guys, we should it's my song of the summer sell this stuff to home goods (laughs) (laughs) or draper james because southern wait which part i fucked in a windmill and guess what we did it twice or i have had sex and jesus still loves both i think you you sell them as a set you sell them as a set i'm somebody's got a dubstep that right like the oh yeah yeah dub smash dub smash yeah which one's which okay well before we get into the meat of it because i mean that's we're 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 jumping way ahead colleen we know you're a long time listener first time caller uh, I, that's what I was gonna say. She's yeah, not on the say. phone. Um, <laughs> she is in front of us, <laughs> Sarah. Um, <laughs> before we we jump in, I mean, I know what your experience is. Mm. Actually, maybe I don't. Mm. But for the listeners, will mm. you tell them what your journey with a bachelor has been and and how you got into it? Yeah. Um, I remember my first really uh the. The first toe dipped into the Bachelor Nation experience was, I think it was senior year of high school. There was a long break in between. Don't get me wrong. Um, in the Jake and Vienna season, mm, because I remember one. it was. You're really lucky. It set the high school ablaze. <laughs> uh, the drama. Was it a co-ed um, high school? Yes. Interesting. Were the boys into it too? No. Mm, uh, yeah. Not to my knowledge, but like enough popular people were watching it. And I was like, I got to figure this out. And I that was the first time I really noticed uh, toxic tendencies in a relationship uh, displayed in real time because Jake was so toxic 
And at first I thought that Vienna was the awful one because she was painted as the villain. And then I was like, no, the true villain here was him. The Bachelor's tricky like that. I mean, it can paint somebody as a villain and then people, what happens is they really rally behind the villain. Oh, yeah. Like I'm I'm going to watch Bachelor in Paradise just for Luke P. Mm. Do we Mm. know if he's going? Is he? I thought he was. Well, we don't know technically. He's on the show still. We don't technically know. I know that there's all these teasers that she sends in home, but I mean, who knows what could happen, right? He has to go. He like, there's no way they're not going to keep him in Bachelor Nation, right? She could marry him, but also, guys, she can't. Yeah, I mean, he's also quite problematic, and they have sent the problematic people away they have. in I the past. Fuck you, Chris Harrison. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so Jake and Vienna. First okay. of all, I'm so impressed that you had the f- the foresight to recognize that his tendencies were toxic at the ripe young age of 17. Because is- everybody was screaming about how awful Vienna was. They were so mad. And then I can't remember the runner-up's name, but she was a Tinley. Disney- Yes, Tinley. She was a Disney princess at Disneyland, I think. And she's, I mean, she's just the, the I mean, perfect That's pick. who you want to bring home to mom and dad, right? Yes. The Disney princess. Yeah. But when you got someone who's just throwing herself at you, you know who you pick. And like, I don't think she's a villain for that. And I remember watching it being like, yeah, she's a villain. And then it, but like the after the final rose was literally just their breakup interview. And him just making her cry. Yeah. That was And so telling crazy. her like, be quiet. And she's just <laughs> sobbing. Yeah, Jake sucks. Yeah, he, he was awful. in hindsight really bad. And then I stopped watching for a long time. It's clearly sort scarred of, you. Yeah. Uh, and then I sort of dipped the toe back in during Ben Higgins' season. A great season. I mean, how do you just not watch that? It was great. But I didn't really watch much of JoJo's season, but I I really felt some internalized peer pressure because Bachelor Nation is such a huge thing in writers' rooms. Mm-hmm. And they we talked hear about it, it all, all the time. The time. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's a huge thing in the workplace. Yes, I remember <laughs> I remember when I first moved here, I like I was working for this company that did like advertising testing in video games. And so everyone's like very into video games and I was not. And the only thing I connect could connect to people with was the bachelor and the power went out one Sunday when I was living with Alex and I was just like driving around the city. I was like, I need to watch the bachelor. How am I going to talk to my coworkers tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah. It's like a great unifier now. Um, It's like weird. Like, when you meet people that don't watch it. Guys, I'm in a writer's room right now. Don't tell me. No Hasn't one. Hasn't been brought up once. No one. That's I mean, okay. well, what are you doing in there? Why aren't you talking about it? I do try to bring it up. Actually, there is one girl in the room who Sarah knows who clearly watches the show because I'll, throw, I'll listen to her and she'll throw out a bit, which I know is a Bachelor reference. Um, and our, the uh, the boys in the room don't bite. Or the or the rest of the room doesn't bite, and it's uh it's upsetting. I should be biting. I should be helping. Yeah. I should be ascending her uh, hysterical bits. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah. I talk about it every day. Even like uh, like I there are two people in my office that like don't really watch, but I still talk to them about it. This is the first this is really the first season for me where I think it's come up every day on my end and no one else's. Um and I'm just like trying so hard to get people to start watching well, it. I know people that aren't watching this season because they did not like Hannah on Colton season. They're wrong. I well You're wrong. You're wrong, but also just like I actually feel bad for you because you are missing out on one of the best Bachelorette seasons of all time. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm just like, you're wrong. Like, I obviously don't trust you anymore. And I judge your character because, like, you can't get over her, like, acting, like, like, roaring to the camera. Like, you were so offended by that that, like, now you're just not watching one of no, the greatest seasons of all time. they reduced her down to that toast, which was, like, which awkward, was horrific. Her awkward moment. Um, and failed to, and, and because of the, she, they, she wasn't perfect uh, upon first impression, they've completely dismissed her, which if you watched carefully throughout the season, you really watch her come into her own and be this funny, silly, self-possessed woman. She's confident and like. Gosh, okay, let's not forget she's 24. She like she is, is who she young. is and what she is is intense. Yes. And she's very unapologetic for it and I'm like and you're 24. And this is her first job. <laughs> oh, no. It like it, it like I like I didn't speak at all for the first year of my first no. job. I was literally working. I mean, I was her age when I started. The bachelor yeah, it's just it's just cr- like she's really good. At, <laughs> she's got a strong skill set in this industry. <laughs> I mean, it was like it took a minute that first it was after the final rose when she did her first four. Uh, she met the first four guys and gave a rose to Cam. <laughs> her, pouring out. Um, <laughs> Colleen just decided the cross and uh <laughs> Lifted a single finger in the air for those who were blessed enough to see that person. Um, And she seemed so uncomfortable and so not ready. And like something clicked. But between then and shooting. But I was when I watched that, I was like, this is the most relatable girl dating I've ever seen in my entire life. I would be just like her. Everyone's so so weird and weird and like. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. should be like that. Honestly, a normal yes. person should be like I that. I know. We're not all JoJo that can just take the most awkward person we've ever seen on the planet and just like make herself feel like comfortable. I mean, we were not all born for television like her. It's true. Yeah. And I would argue it's just way more compelling watching somebody be authentic. And weird. Yeah, and kind of she's lean into weird, the moment. and well, I love it. What well, I love most is that I think she's not afraid of, aside from like wanting to make sure that she comes off as a strong woman. I think she is so unafraid of letting people see a flawed person or like any kind of, not flaws, but no, you're real yeah. kind of raw sides of someone. Like I don't think I've ever seen a bachelorette be this. Horny. I've Horny. never seen a bachelorette take her top off ever. No, no, like literally never. Okay, so I have a couple things to say. A, that's so true. 
and I and I was listening to um, <laughs> a couple of things that yes and yes. <laughs> but I listened to Ben and Ashley I's podcast and Ashley I was kind of criticizing her for taking her top off and I wanted so yeah, badly. Yeah, she's a virgin. No, Just kidding. I so Sorry, I'm so drunk. Badly. <laughs> well, she, I'm assuming she's not anymore. Um, but I wanted to so badly yell through the podcast, Ashley. I recall you taking your top off during Chris Soul's season on the camping trip date and jumping into the water. She did. Am I delusional here? But Alex, she was not the lead. You're right. Okay. You're right. A she was lead. in a competition. She was in a competition. She had to do what she had to do. And if yeah. you're not going to. If you're not willing to take your top off for a competition. Then you're, why are you, you even here? <laughs> Get out. I'm dragging any competition. Uh, but the second thing that I wanted <laughs> to say a is. PA ready to take your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Any gosh. competition with a PA ready to take your suitcase. Which by the way, I do have a question about that. Okay, but I'm <laughs> not done my thought. So, uh, one minute. <laughs> but the thing that is so interesting about Hannah to your point, as somebody she always has her hair done and her makeup done. But for and I'm going to say this and it's going to sound um like it's going to sound uh like I'm contradicting myself. But she doesn't really have any vanity is what I'm trying to say, which I don't think is what you thought I was going to say based on your face right now. (laughs) Um, She, based on what you're saying, she's so unafraid of being raw and she's so unafraid of looking. She was the only person on Colton's season that in those when, you know, they would make everybody get into the like room of the hotel together. She wouldn't have any makeup on. Yeah, it's and like, she, like no yeah, yeah. makeup and she didn't care she, and she still looked amazing. But it's yeah. more about like she likes dressing up and she's very girly in that way. Um, but she is so unafraid to be emotional and she's so unafraid of how that she looks. just walks into rooms and starts crying for no reason. It's yeah, amazing. I identify very strongly. Yeah, with oh I, I would say most people. She's intense and mm-hmm. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's so fun to watch. Uh, I myself am an intense person. Um, I have walked into rooms and just started crying. I oh, literally same. I did that today. I literally <laughs> Where I you just, got here, Colleen. I just did it on Sunday. Yeah. Adam I, was like, why are you so frustrated? And I just burst into tears. I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> Sometimes you just, and that's, I, I think it's a cool part about being a person because, and I wish that more people leaned into their own emotions because what ends up happening is you just, Sometimes you're overcome with a feeling. Sometimes you don't know why, but you need to process it. And like sometimes you just need to cry and be fetal. I used to get flack for this all of the time, especially in my early 20s, where I would just like I would just burst into tears very similarly to the way that Hannah was was. Um, And then I'd be like, okay, let's go out. (laughs) Then my friends would be like, well, are you sure you just looked like you were going to die a couple of seconds back over there. And I was like, yeah. And then I got it out and now I'm fine. Let's go out. And I would be fine. It's just when you're able to express it, then it kind of goes away. It's when you sort of pin it down that it becomes this ugly thing. And I just think that that's the lesson of inside out. Do you think that you can cry at work? Uh, I I know Hannah cries at work. I have. I have. And I will again. I find near stairwell. <laughs> uh, yeah, I cried at work once and it was um, a w- not at my desk. Um, I cried at work. I, one job in particular, I cried a lot. Um, 
And to the point where we were screening a pilot, it was when I was working at a studio, we were screening a pilot for uh, the, the two presidents of the studio at the time. And um, in the pilot, a girl goes into a conference room to cry and in front of everybody, my boss at the time, and including the two presidents, presidents goes, look, Alex, <laughs> it's you. Uncool. <laughs> not cool. Also not untrue, though. <laughs> so funny. So, uh, <laughs> if you're fine with those comments, then it's good. It's a net positive. But if they have no personal relationship with you and are literally just saying, Alex, it's you. <laughs> That's so unbelievably rude well I think context really does matter and I think at the time we were all so close that I (laughs) okay felt probably a little too free to (laughs) express myself in front of them to the point where they were like okay we have to call this out because (laughs) um otherwise how are we gonna move otherwise we're just gonna be talking about you behind your back so yeah that's fair yeah that's fair. Like at, at some point you have to like also acknowledge like there has to be a level of self-awareness where you're like, yeah, I cry a lot. <laughs> so how about that? There was a girl at my last job who came in and like she's really cool and like kind of like an intense, passionate person. And one morning she came in and she was like really upset about something and she just started crying. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I need I, I need to go away for a second. And she came back in and she's like, I'm so sorry. But she kind of explained why she was crying and everything while she was crying. And she's like, I just need some time to myself. And then <laughs> she just she comes back in. And the only way to cut the tension was for the boss to just be like, oh, God, is she going to cry? Again? <laughs> <laughs> and she just burst in, out laughing. Yeah. I, I think that's, like, awesome. that's a minute where like uh, your connection to the person matters. Uh, yeah. Context. Yeah. Circumstance. Um, but should we like really dive headfirst into oh, yeah. this episode? Mm-hmm. They're in Amsterdam now. Um, she's sick. I feel like she's sick a lot. She's sick this all the time. But guys, this is a, this is a common thing with the leads on this show. Like when, whenever they're, like interviewed after the fact they're like oh I was sick the entire time like uh Ben Higgins literally had a parasite like he was like throwing up all the time that's why they never had cocktail parties because he like physically couldn't do it oh my god like like they all talk about it because you do not sleep like so you have no time yeah for like recovery I even saw Hannah write like a Facebook or excuse me an Instagram message thanking her glam squad and she was like to my makeup artist who literally did my makeup while I was asleep. Like, I, like she would lay down and close her eyes and sleep while they did her makeup. <laughs> and boy, that was the only time. An amazing could. glam squad. Yeah. She, she looked like a Charlie's Angel character this entire episode. Yeah. The looks were amazing. Yeah. I completely agree. And we will break them down. So her first date is Jed. I wonder if... I, did you guys clock as she was walking away with Jed... Uh, you heard an ADR sound go, he didn't bring his guitar, did he? That yeah. was Garrett saying that. That was Garrett. Yeah, yeah, and then they all talked about it. They were like, no, I don't think so. Do you think they retroactively put that in in light of everything that's going on with Jed? Mm. No, I no, think, I like, think they're scared of yeah. him with his guitar because they see that like she's in a She likes it. Every time. Guys, it is so hard to watch Jed now knowing what we know. Oh, yeah. It's so I used to like him and I'm just like really having a hard time. Did um uh did anybody listen to her on the Bobby Bone show? The ex? 
No, did you? Can you yeah. shed some light? Yeah. So, um, she was on the Bobby, Bo- his ex was on the Bobby Bones show. Haley, a- right? Yeah. As I talked about last week, it's like she's a country artist and he's a huge country radio um, DJ. So it's a big deal to be on his show. Um, so he's asking her about the breakup or, or excuse me, about the relationship and about the deciding to go on The Bachelor. And ultimately, like, she's like, listen, I could have told him not to go on it. Like in retrospect, I should have just been like, go on the show and we'll break up and we'll see what happens after. You know, like she was like very normal and level headed about it. There was nothing that was like mean. Um, one of the guys on the the radio show is a huge fan. His name's Lunchbox. And so Bobby goes, okay, Lunchbox has to ask you questions because he loves The Bachelor. So he's asking kind of like. Lunchbox is also a jerk. So I'm curious about what you're about to say next. So he he just kind of asks like whatever normal questions. And then he asks her, is this the best thing that ever happened to you? And she basically says yes. <laughs> she goes, she was like, so everyone, he goes, is this the best thing that ever happened to you? And everyone starts laughing. And she was like, listen, is this the path that I was going to pick for myself? No. Um, but like I am a country star and I'm on this big show and now everybody knows who I am. So I made it work for myself. And I respected her for saying she made that lemonade. because she did. I mean, Jed said, I'm going on the show. It's going to help both of our careers. Well, she made it help her career, you know? And so I, but I just, I was like, oh my God. Like I, first of all, I loved that question. <laughs> and I like, lo- I just loved her response to it. Just well, a little omission that Jed left out when he told Hannah his, uh, his reveal a few oh, weeks yeah. ago. I don't like Jed. Oh no. I listen. I don't like, I like, yeah, this whole like situation with him and Haley was like super weird and messed up. And she makes it sound like she, like she was like, yeah, I was just like really in love. And I like, didn't think about like, I I don't know. Like, yeah, in retrospect, it probably would have been better to just like break up beforehand. But all to me that this tells me is that Jed's character is bad. Like his intention for going on the show with a girlfriend, that's a bad character. I think Haley deserves to make lemonade. To- totally. And that's why I loved how she answered it. I listened, yes. to, I listened to her reality, Steve. Um, how long episode was it? Two. It was an hour and a half. And don't listen to it if you don't want to um, like go unspoiled because he ends up letting out some things that I was like, oh, crap. I wish I didn't know that. I um, stuff now too. Yeah. But um that's neither here nor there and it's not what we're talking about right now. But um, I just thought she was sort of a delight and I thought that she owned up to everything that she did wrong. And yeah. it seems like the only reason that she came forward was because other people were threatening to do it for her. And so, I mean, she hasn't gotten paid for a single appearance. I know that, she's made. Th- that was one question they asked. They said, how much money did you get paid for releasing the text? And she said, absolutely zero. I've made zero money off of this. Yeah, so it's not looking like there's like a shady incentive attached to it. I mean, I luckily she is getting a little bit of notoriety, and people do know who Sweet Leia now is, which is the name of her girl duo. <laughs> but it's awesome. Like it's what you said, yeah. Colleen. She she made lemonade. Like she like <laughs> he said it was going to help their career, and here it is. <laughs> it's helping. One it's helping. Career. It's helping her career. <laughs> It was unbelievably sad watching this date happen. And as I was watching it and I saw them do the heel click thing, I was I literally wrote down um, run jumps are 
dumb. Why did they do that? And then she referenced it later on in the night. Um, and she was just like, I don't know, a moment flipped for me. And that's when I realized that I was falling in love with you. And I feel like I've experienced, and I feel like people who have been in relationships have been like, have experienced that emotion where they're, they go from thinking something is casual to maybe realizing that they're in love with somebody. And it was sad to watch her sort of in real time become vulnerable to him, knowing what we know now. It was it was really hard. It, yeah. She said she was falling in love with him, too. She said it first. What? I, uh, and he cried. It's which, like they know what they're listen, doing I, to us. I don't doubt that Jed has feelings for I her. think he does. I think, I think he, he got genuinely wrapped up in it. does. I do, too. But I, I just think he's not a good person at the, at the core. I think he's a big old wuss and uh has no backbone and a giant ego and i think he got wrapped up in the environment i think he fell for hannah and he didn't know how to handle it with his ex back ex back home ex back home but the problem is it wasn't his ex (laughs) it was his girlfriend back. i mean literally it was monday it was his girlfriend back home that's the pro that was the problem it's it would have been an entirely different story if he was like, maybe he did tell this girl he loved her. Maybe he did take her on vacation and was like, I need to go on the show for my career, whatever. If he had just said, let's break up. I'm going to go on the show and see what happens. And we'll like revisit this later. It would be a different story, but he didn't. He called her and said, I love you. I'll call you when I'm done, when I rap. And then he never talked to her ever again. They ran, by the way, they ran into each other in Nashville. She talked about this on Bobby Bone. She talked about it on reality. Yeah. Station. So they ran into each other and he was just like, hey, how are you? And no, she basically chased him down. <laughs> That's he so literally funny. ran away. Oh, my God. He, Coward. Yeah. Which, by the way, that has happened to me twice <laughs> in the past. <laughs> no, three times in the past year where I've run into somebody who uh, I have uh Either uh, that I have dated, who's they've run away, well, run away from me. So I bet that f- I bet that felt real good <laughs> for sweet Haley. No, you get to talk about it on the podcast too. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. I should probably shut my mouth. Uh, no, <laughs> but <don't>. um, <laughs> absolutely don't. I just think it's an unbelievably coward thing to do, and it's going to make you look like so much more of a man if you just acknowledge the reality that's in front of you. And it's okay to be uncomfortable. Just state that it's uncomfortable. Say yeah. I handled things poorly, and then this whole thing would have been completely avoided. She wouldn't have come forward. The truth of what it was could have been what it was. If he came back and was just like, listen, I fell in love and this is not like, uh, yeah, I, I this what I'm doing is shitty, but I'm sorry. Like this, yes, t- entirely different. But yeah, he's a big fat baby. Yeah. And Hannah's criticizing Tyler for being afraid of horses, saying he needs to man up. Jed needs to man up. Green. Thank you. <laughs> she just doesn't know yet. We know. She didn't yeah. like that Tyler was afraid of the horse. I'm sorry. Should <laughs> we on. talk about Tyler? I'm going off topic. So that was the moment it turned for her. You could see it in her face. Because no. poor Tyler was on a giant horse in the middle of the Netherlands. 
in the middle of the Hague, uh, choking on pickled ha- pickled fish. Yeah, pickled herring. Pickled herring, literally choking, coughing up chunks, and she was just like, you "What need- are you doing?" Yeah, she was not. She was like. You could see it in her eyes. She was like, I'm grossed out that this guy just can't be like super macho strong and beat up this whore. I, <laughs> I, I like disagree. I disagree. I, it, I disagree. I think the whole date in general was incredibly awkward because the horses were going in different directions <laughs> and they, there was no way. And Tana was trying to act like she knew what she was doing on a horse. And she clearly had no idea. She how said to on Instagram that it was the second horse she's ever ridden. Yes. Oh, she did. Okay. There you go. Does Tyler get the worst one-on-ones in this entire show? I know she, uh, he always gets her when she's like, he gets her when she's upset. He has to go on a, on a fishing boat with her. Which I'm sure is nauseating physically. Not like, not like. So you had the same take Grace had. Absolutely. I was like, oh, I would be so sick. To I was like, what an amazing date. And Grace was like, that was the nastiest the shit I've smell. ever seen. That's exactly what Grace's point so was. I so sick on boats. But the idea of just a bunch of raw lobsters on there and a bunch of fish sounds like a nightmare. And she's she was just crying. And he's just like, I that I mean. What a guy. He's he has made the absolute most out of so such crappy situations. Yeah. He, it's so true. I think like Tyler is the definition of a good sport. Yes. That's just what he is in general. And I am obsessed with him, obviously. And I don't want that to I don't want that to fall by the wayside. Oh, yeah. Alex is about to reveal something huge. <laughs> I'm a little upset at him this week. Okay, and I'm going to the reason the real reason I'm upset and we don't we can talk about it more later when we get to the Luke P no, stuff. No. Let's talk about it now. Okay, let's talk about it now. Okay. I thought it was I thought he was better than a person who would reduce somebody to their small stature. I thought he was better than to call Luke P out for being 5'8". There's so much more that you can go on. Why do you have to reduce somebody to that something that's completely out of his control and I understand that you're living with this person and this person's made your life a living hell for forever for forever and I and I don't want to discount that but like I think we I've held Tyler up to such a standard of perfection that when I saw it happen I felt bad for Luke and I didn't want to feel I didn't want Tyler to be the one at the helm for me feeling bad for Luke and the whole situation to me was completely disappointing. I agree. It wasn't the classiest move. It was but, a bully move, but and you know, I feel about bullying. I think the reason is exactly what you said. This guy's made him his home life, a living hell. And I think he snapped. He's been in, in an enclosed cage of a space with him in a foreign country for weeks now and you can just get, imagine how many times someone has to poke you before yeah. you finally bite you're just gonna do the lowest hanging fruit at that point because you're so frustrated if you if we can all get over olivia caridi's comment about amanda being a teen mom you can get over this i think i will get over it olivia's just seemed so dumb like olivia felt like she was coming from such a 
place of ignorance. It seems like she was trying to connect with somebody and didn't know how. Whereas Tyler's felt insidious and it felt mean. Uh, And maybe he's tried to talk to Luke P in a rational way, but I haven't seen it. So the first when I the first time that I see him kind of stand up to Luke P, he's making a low blow dig. I don't know. I was just I I was like, I was running for you. I know he was a little shady last week, but I do think that last week he did try to talk to him in a rational way. He got heated. But like when he was saying, like, don't you think it's a double standard that you got to parade around in your undies? And you yeah, get mad I mean, I was like, that was so hot. Yeah, it was. That was like, the hottest thing I've ever come seen. On. I mean, it's the hottest thing. I literally thought about it before I went to bed. That, that night. was the hottest <laughs> thing up until this week when he jumped into Peter's arms. The mm. level of support amongst those boys was amazing. But he tweeted like, I'm worried? a huge Peter fan or something like that. It's so sweet that they all love each other. But that makes me think that he's not that into Hannah. And I think she's that is sens- so unfair. OK, hold on. I don't think it's that unfair, Sarah. <laughs> she senses that there's something off. Listen, I I'm obsessed. OK, listen, if I were to put a picture of my dream man on the wall, it would be Tyler. See, I don't want you purple guys- suitor salmon jacket. Absolutely. <laughs> I, anything he could wear, whatever he wants. Um, I think he talks in platitudes to her a little bit. I don't think he's necessarily gotten real with her. I don't think he's gotten vulnerable. He I, talked about the market crash. Oh, my God. That if after that didn't she, resonate with you <laughs> after she help. pushed him into it, like she pushes. OK, it's hard. I think she you're being that, unfair. No, no, no. I don't. Every she, lead pushes them into their vulnerability. Yeah. Literally, Colton sent women home because he was like, you have nothing sad to say. And we loved was, Colton. I apparently. don't I don't need him to say anything sad. It just sort of seems like he's talking generally about how he likes her and he's saying all of the right things. But he's not he's not allowing himself to be vulnerable. Also, the show puts them in a shitty position where like they sometimes they send them home because it's too sad. Like when Christina <laughs> no started talking about lipstick, eating lipstick. <laughs> and, and literally Nick has a single tear. <laughs> She's a, a Russian orphan sh- eating <laughs> lipstick so she wouldn't die. And he goes, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> he sends her home. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't think he needs to say anything sad. And I, he got there with her. He got there with her. I just, I think you, I, I, first of all, to say that the fact that he has friends in the house, it means that he's not that into Hannah is so unfair because Chris soul season, those girls were best friends. And they were not into Chris souls i <laughs> they rest thought my they were. case they but thought here's they the thing this is, is jed so, into hannah but you think they are you think you are but you're not and i think if you were really actually had a soul connection with somebody and you were watching your friend date them there's no way in hell you wouldn't be losing your mind i think it's such a weird situation that they're all in like they're all they're they're trapped in a cage. They're all <laughs> vying in a competition. Like they have no choice but to be playing with each other no and make choice. a weird relationship. I think that Alex, there was on um when Sean Lowe married 
whatever her name Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> like some girl that made it really far that was like super in love with Sean is like Catherine's like bridesmaid. Like I, it's just. I, well, your relationships can also build as you continue on. Yeah. In the I, franchise. Sure. For for sure. I think it's I, I don't think it's fair to say because you have friends, you have friends in the house. Like, I think that I think that Nick by all season that they were a good friend. Like, I just think that from my vantage point and there's nothing wrong with this, that Tyler seems way more connected to the guys in the house than he seems into Hannah. And I feel like if he was actually fully in love with Hannah, you would feel more of the connection between them than you would between his the guys in the house. But he calls her our queen. Again. It's also like the literally platitude. masturbated to him before I got here. <laughs> okay. 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 Everyone just calm down. Everyone just calm down. Okay. I. <laughs> Sarah's like holding her temples. <laughs> she doesn't even know how to move on from here. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> What? I don't even know what we're fighting <laughs> about. I don't even know if we're fighting it, if we are, what it's about. I, is it possible that we can all love Tyler C and recognize that he's probably yes. not the right person for Hannah? And Peter yes. is. And what? Who? And Peter, and Peter is. is. Yes. Peter that- has had the least amount of problems with anybody. He has had the hottest. He was literally already in the fantasy suite with her. Like, we yeah. know this. Like, that sauna was literally a fantasy suite. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. We all have to listen to you. Um, okay. Uh, should we move on from Tyler C or do you guys have any, uh, no. do, you guys want to, do we have to talk about Mike? I was going to talk about Connor real fast. Yeah. Oh, he's too, too precious heart- for the show. Two heartbreaks in a row. He's too precious for the show. Guys, I also stalked his Instagram. He is like secretly jacked. No, yeah. I thought we all knew they were all jacked. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah, because she made all of them get naked the first week. Sure. Right. <laughs> we literally yeah. like saw their balls hang out of their underwear. But that's it. I didn't see their. I couldn't tell how fit people were based <laughs> on their balls, based on the black box that was covering their balls. I can't tell what somebody's abs look like. Uh, they were all shirtless. No, they were in kilts. I'm so sorry. I'm thinking about when she made everyone go in a speedo. In their underwear. And Luke oh, yeah. P literally said, oh. that's, I'm falling in love with you. Oh, or I don't do think mean, Connor was on that date. Oh. That was when he's like, I'm thinking about maybe <laughs> the process of possibly I falling like, in love with I you. I like the idea. I'd love for somebody one, one season just be like, I'm thinking about falling in love with you. I'm thinking about falling in love with all of everyone right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, Connor's too precious for the show. I knew he, I, we knew he had to go. I mean, we see this every season. You, it's very like it, somebody is getting like one of the first one-on-ones. They're not, cause then you don't really connect with them that much more like on your journey. There is one thing I want to say. This is like kind of the one time I got mad at Hannah when she was like, well, not the one time I'm very upset about the whole Luke P thing, but, um, when she was talking to him and he, you know, he, he made this grand gesture and she was just like, I just wish that I had seen this Connor 
earlier on, like when other things were going on, like where was Connor? And I was just like, hello, he was getting every single moment he had with you interrupted yeah. by the crap that was happening in the house. Yeah. You put post-it notes on your lampshade. I know. Never Co- forget that. that? <laughs> N- yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I... It it's amazing how much like a love note like can really make you feel things. <laughs> yeah. Just a tangible handwritten post-it. From one of my early days of dating Adam, when he like um was leaving for work before me and he like wrote on a post-it like, have a great day. And I was like, oh my God. And I still have it. Where is it? It's on my nightstand. <laughs> and it literally it only so says have sweet. a great day. And, and with a heart and says Adam. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> I think like people want to feel like they're in other people's thoughts. And I think Connor did a good job. And I just don't think Hannah cared. <laughs> no. She just didn't like him. She That's just okay. Didn't she like doesn't him. need to like him. No, she doesn't have to like anybody. All right, we don't have to talk about Mike, but can we talk about her crying in front of a painting? And saying, and I quote, I've never been surrounded by so much beauty. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, oh, (laughs) one minute we're defending her for walking into rooms crying for no reason. The next she can't be moved by art. By a girl with the pearl earring. It was on the nose, right? It was like St. Catherine in front of a bunch of dudes. She's Catholic. She's not Catholic. She's Baptist. She's like Methodist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, can Can I ask a question? Yeah. Yes. She was so emotional sending Mike home. It, it, we, it's hard to talk about because it was like yeah. really, really sad. Well, because she knows he's actually probably the best. Do you think she was afraid one. to bring him home? Are you, oh. t- are you asking a race? About race interracial, inter- interracial relationships. Maybe. I also think that if there was a concern about that, um, she would have powered through if she was really into him. And she probably like, do you think maybe she would have just like also maybe just talked about it? I don't know. I mean, she is on TV, but she's very real. She just seemed so upset to send him home. I think because he had told her so like he was so giddy every time he got to spend time with her. Like, and he talked about, I mean, the miscarriage I mean, yeah and talk about like a sad horror story, story yeah. and not being in love since then and getting his heart broken and showing how in a way that the other guys haven't how excited he is to be around her and to and to fall in love with her and i think she was just guilt-ridden mm-hmm. yeah um i want to ask a question <laughs> we all do have you questions. think he got Look, obviously there was no way to edit this any di- like what happened happened. Um do you think th- well they edit it in a specific way where like they're teeing up, she's looking at paintings crying. We kind of know what's coming. We're seeing him really jazzed about this date, being like, "I'm just so excited to tell Hannah how I really feel." And we're seeing her crying and we know what's coming. Like he's about to get his heart broken. Do you guys think he's going to be the bachelor? So, I a lot of Twitter's rallying around him. I love him. I think something that would be great about him as the next Bachelor is that he's a little bit older. 
He knows what he wants. He knows what he's looking for. I think people are kind of itching for Bachelor Nation to like not be a bunch of 23 year olds crying that they're never going to find love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's just gotten younger and younger and younger. And I think everyone's kind of like just ready for adults again. So I like that's why I think he'd be a great candidate. But I don't know. I, I genuinely like I'm almost done figuring out who the bachelor is because I don't think they pick it until the day before filming. Like I think they like yeah. I mean, people have literally been on, on planes on their way to Los Angeles thinking they were going to be the bachelor. And when they landed, got the text that they weren't like I I think he's absolutely a prospect. Yeah, 100 percent. They do. Uh, anyone who's a prospect, they do like a pretty good job teeing them up for success iconic moment going down in the clear elevator oh my iconic God. goodbye and the fact that he did such a transcends good back into the air <laughs> yeah i mean it was honest he was just like this sucks thank you for telling me i feel bad i appreciate your honesty like it was the perfect like okay this is affecting me i like, don't like it but i respect you you know he watched Brene brown the power of vulnerability like we know <laughs> he's watched that like that's you marry right like that's who you want to be the that's bachelor you, that's who you marry that's who you need to be a bachelor yeah I, I i i would hope that it would be amazing to have a bachelor i guess ben higgins is like the closest that we have to like a an emotionally intelligent bachelor i have a or question Nick Vial. i actually I love think nick Vial oh, is I actually love nick very emotionally intelligent. you're right and I older think older yeah i mean not old in his 30s older um i have a question um if you had like so rachel Lindsay talks about how like when all those guys were in the fantasy suite she had a list of questions she had to ask them what would be yours uh, like i just thought of this because of the Brene brown thing like have you watched the powerful vulnerability like is that on your list like i, I guess know. like what do you what do you value like what are your priorities what like actually matters the most to you i think i would probably if i was if i was going to be entering into a if there was do we want the same things out of life like where do we want to live do we want to have kids um yeah but don't you think you have to ask it like where do you want to live? Do you want to have kids? Like you kind of have to put it on them to yeah. be honest with you immediately without like showing like, are you religious? Do you want to go to church every Sunday? Are, like, do you like, do you want to have kids? If so, how many? Like you kind of have to like put it on them to ask or, or, or to, to tell instead of like coming up with it together. Right. When you're in this situation. Yeah. Um, I think that you, because it's off camera, you don't need to put them in a, like, you don't need to back them against the wall and wag their finger. I think I like it can, which just I be, was doing by the way, uh, I, was <laughs> I literally was wagging it at Alex asking. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Stop being so aggressive. Uh, <laughs> Alex's like, no, I don't want it. I don't want the fantasy. I don't know. I think if you're going to be entering into a real partnership, it should be a back and forth. Do we actually want the same things? I think everyone should be honest about how much money they make. Uh, oh, yeah, same. that's a good one. Uh, how wh wh what kind of money you might be planning to make in the future. Not that I think that that's the most important thing. I think the most important thing is being on the same page. Um, What's right. your ideal life after this? Do you mm -hmm. want uh, I think the. I think that Jed has posed a pretty uh, relevant question, which is like, 
is there something else you want out of this? Like, do you have some sort of platform you want to get out? And that, I don't mean that in a judgy way. I, cause I think a lot of people can go on being like, I don't know if I, like, it's a real crapshoot if she's going to like me. Uh, but like I've got music or I have, you know, a charity I want to promote. Uh, what do you want after this? Do you want a quiet life that is like bachelor mm. nation free? Do you, do you still want to be involved in that? Do you want to sell fit tea? Like, yeah. yeah, you essentially should be building like a partnership. Like, you know what they should be doing? They should be doing vision boarding together. <gasps> oh, wow. That's such a good that idea. That would be my favorite thing to do in a fantasy suite. Wow. Could you imagine? Unless it was Connor Tyler. In, which coming case I was into like the <laughs> fantasy suite and you just have a bunch of <laughs> simple magazines <laughs> and a few scissors, some with a crazy edge glitter pens the whole deal nothing would get me more randy than planning our future what's right if i saw a dude get really into vision boarding with me i would be like oh i don't need to go to the other fantasy suites like i <laughs> him it's him <laughs> it's him wait yeah, that's what, actually out a of really the good final point <laughs> four which would be most down a vision board wait peter. out of the final four who, which would what who's the most down a vision board it's peter you think so um, I don't know. It seems like Peter really wants to have sex with her. So I, I think she really wants I, to have sex with Peter. I think that this is a very mutual wanting mutual to have sex. sex with each other. I can't imagine it. Like, they'll if, do it on top of the real simple magazines, and yeah. then they'll make some cutouts. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's the perfect night. <laughs> I can't think of a more perfect way to spend my After time. After sex, you just. Cut out pictures of like awesome <laughs> kitchens with subway tile, <laughs> which coincidentally is what uh what the hell was his name printed out for her? Oh yeah, Scott, Scott from day one. Well, I, Monday when that got? when Monday girlfriends got yeah. when he was like, "Let's build our future home." I was like, "Oh, done." Like that's <laughs> I'm marrying him. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend Salt. back home. Don't care. We can take care of her. <laughs> like, yeah. We will kill her. Anyone that brings me tile samples and paint swatches is my husband. Like, Did we get it for free? I just don't like, I don't know how else to put that. Yeah. Anyone that needs matching wood in the room, in one room, like I need, like that's who I need. Can I say something controversial? I think Jed might be the most down, <laughs> yeah, down to be. What's on there besides a cutout of literally a guitar, another guitar, a piano, and himself? That's it. <laughs> I I bet he has one. Yeah, I uh, bet he does. Or at least like his, he's journaling he like a listicles. Alex, you might be right. Yeah, I know I am. Okay, uh, should, let's move on to this final group date. Ugh. She's got Tyler, Garrett, and... Jed. One of Jed. my favorite like I said all the wrong names. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Garrett and Peter. <laughs> Truly I said all the wrong names. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> I loved like watching I don't love watching Luke and Jarrett fight or Garrett fight because it was like just not 
like it was just like this is disgusting and it's gone on too long but I love like them fighting and her just like making out with Peter (laughs) they're like I'm fighting for my wife and she is just like straddling another man in that moment hey Colleen can I ask you because Sarah and I have talked about it but we haven't talked about it with you what is what's your what was your vibe on Garrett before he was eliminated this evening uh meh meh I think uh, he's just sorry. You didn't ask me. No, Sarah, I didn't ask you. Uh, Sarah, thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts are your thoughts, Colleen. Please continue. <laughs> um, I, you know, last week I saw it. I felt bad for him because I've, I've been the person that doesn't let go of something and who maybe succumbs or like kind of descends into the crevasse a little bit and starts fighting. And not fighting fair with people. So, like, I can sympathize with that because it's a mindset you can't get yourself out of. So once, once you're, you're on this train, it's just, like, hard to oh get yourself out of Oh, my God. I think I have to fully commit to this. But when, he, but when he did that talking head or in the moment where he was like, I think this was all my fault. And Luke was like, this is all Jan's <laughs> fault. <laughs> what did you just call him? <laughs> Jan. You just him Jan. <laughs> like, you know, um. A very Brady sequel when they're all going through being like, this is all my, it's all in their heads and they're all tied up and they're like, this is all my fault. This is all my fault. And it gets to Jan and she goes, this is all my fault. And then it just gets to Marsha and she goes, this is all Jan's fault. <laughs> it is like such a like perfect comedic beat. <laughs> I think this is my fault. It is all Garrett's fault. This is entirely Garrett's fault. I've been there. Um, I think he was a great, fun time for Hannah like uh you know I think it was I think he's been a necessary evil in the totally unnecessary evil that has been Luke P like we needed the catalyst of the naked bungee jump to get I hate saying this like to get Luke to where he is it's been a huge part of his journey he's like he has reached the point of no return since then i never thought that garrett was a viable um embryo (laughs) (laughs) embryo she wasn't gonna ever carry that relationship to term no sir yes what was the word (laughs) the candidate I'm going to start calling all my embryos. Just like, candidates. why could it just be like option, option. or like, <laughs> like that was the word I meant was option. <laughs> oh, boyfriend. Boyfriend is the word. <laughs> um, and then this week he Garrett too lived long enough to see himself become the villain. Um, yeah. He became the monster. He was fighting so hard to protect. Exactly. Her and I, I don't want to give wow. Garrett. I don't want to give Garrett the benefit of comparing him to Oberyn Martell, but that whole fight, that entire group date was like watching The Mountain and the Viper on Game of Thrones when Oberyn Martell is just getting so cocky that he's got this and he's just going to town on the mountain. You raped her. You, you murdered her children. <laughs> and then he's just like spinning his little prong around doing his little tricks and he's like what now crowd and then just loop p comes from behind and is like your eyes are gone (laughs) 
Your oh eyes God. and then your head explodes. And Do what I a visual. Hate Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> sorry okay. if this is, by the way, sorry if this is a spoiler for Game of Thrones, but it's your fault. For no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I once got yelled out for uh, spoiling, I put that in quotes, Game of Thrones like four years later after an episode aired and I was offended. We should put that I was blamed for spoiling. We should put a disclaimer in our in our notes that there are Game of Thrones season four spoilers. (laughs) I'm so sorry. It's so like it's a like uh, like uh, uh, I'm sorry. You get one year. And also, Colleen, never apologize. That was truly a perfect analogy. (laughs) He just got so cocky and he was just kicking him while he was down, even though like Luke, for some reason, isn't down because Hannah is not pure yeah i mean i guess like no like that's literally why guys i just thought it was sorry what do you need to say no i was just like no what i was gonna say was judgmental and rude so no say it say it just like scenes for hometowns like i just wouldn't be down with luke's date oh with all the praying over the hands oh Okay. I was, it was like culty. it was a little culty well and I was just like this is listen it's obviously like be who you are and show someone your world and let them choose if they want to be a part of it or not but from what I've seen from that 12 second clip <laughs> it's performative yeah it, it just felt like he was like he it's just to me like it's so clear that Luke is in love with a idea of Hannah not actually Hannah and like it, it like that just like perpetuated it even more he does not want her to it wasn't him taking her in to like experience this thing that's really important to him which is his religion. he was like you will he be my wife wants her to be what, what? Is it, Baptist Born exactly again? what is he I don't know I don't know I don't but know. he wants her to fit this outline of perfection that he has for a woman and anytime she doesn't meet his expectation he shames her for it and it's a horrible But by the way while she was taking his top off and Jed walked in that was fine like I like he's just so gross I hate him Can we actually can we dig into like the I mean the finale of this episode which was just the Luke P show yet again <laughs> and I mean, there were so many things he said. He he referred to sex as his fleshly desires. Um, he deep-throated a bunch of cold-cut salami <laughs> and then referred, which was the you most gotta put that sexual energy okay. thing he has ever if, done on the show. If you want to wait till marriage to have sex, that's fine, right? Like, yeah. like no, Like, that's, like, not... No judgment. That's, right. But it's like, and it's just the fact, and like, gosh, like I even think it's like, wow, like maybe he did meet this woman that he really, really loves and she has had sex before marriage and it's like really against his values, but he's like, wow, I really love her and I want her to be my wife. Like, I even think it's okay to be like, okay, like I recognize this, but like, um, I really love you. And like something for me is to like, wait till marriage to have sex. Would you be willing to wait with me? Like, like if you chose me, like, would you want to wait? Like, I even think like that's fine, Yeah. but he's just so, he's just like, I will never be with a woman. But also he's had sex. That was the whole thing, right? Wait, do we know that? I thought he was. At, at he said he chased sex. We didn't hear him say that also, he ever put it in. But also, didn't he say in the first episode, like during his intro, when he was talking about like I was with a lot of. I thought, 
correct me if I'm wrong, that he said like he was with a lot of girls that he and then like something so changed. I in don't his brain. think it's ever. I don't think that it's ever actually fully been said. I've had sex oh, or I okay. haven't had sex. I, th- I like I think we're living like I, I think like, yeah, maybe he's like I thought he was re-virginized. Maybe he could be. Maybe we'll find out on hometown. I honestly, I just don't wrong. think ever. I, I, I don't think anyone's. I think it's never been clear. I also don't think it matters. What matters totally. is the expectation yeah, yeah, that he's putting yeah. on Hannah to be a certain thing. Well, it does matter if he has had sex. That's why I. It, have it, such do, it actually does matter if why, he has. I, if he's judging her for having had sex. No, I think it's. I. I think it's. I think it's a cross board horrific. Right. And, yeah, of course. And right, I think, right, right, right. And I do think that there is something and I've known a few born again Christian or, or like um virgin again. Right. Like maybe people that have had it and they were like, you know what, this is something special and I wanna wait for this again to be with my husband or wife and then you yeah. ask that person to wait and then they can yeah. make their choice. That's fine. As long as it's everyone's totally fine. making their own choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no one is like forcing her yeah. into whatever mold he wants her to be in. Exactly. So in that regard, I don't think, I think he's equal. I, I think. You're just saying it's evil, whether he's a virgin or not. or not. His vantage point is what's the problem yes. here. And it doesn't matter if he's made a choice for himself later in life versus how he was when he was younger. He's looking down on her for being a certain way. And it, again, we, we've only seen, the edited version of next week and has said we don't even know if it's next week i think it's I fantasy honestly suites. think it's fantasy suites yeah i i fear as i said earlier you don't just wear a red jacket <laughs> a red leather jacket guys expect not to have sex i said this on the way we got tacos a little bit earlier before the recording i was super nervous and i saw her in that pink jacket that mike was the uh gonna be on the receiving end of i had sex and jesus still loves me because she was wearing a leopard print dress underneath i i have clocked that every single week i've studied that (laughs) outfit so colleen wasn't worried i was like well this isn't it this is when are we gonna get to it if anyone makes pillows please contact us craig (laughs) <laughs> Craig from Southern Charm Hashtag let Craig so <laughs> If you're listening I need a pillow made Stop <laughs> um, He also uh, Threw a bunch of salami At Garrett and referred to it bologna. as Bologna which really bothered me For some reason You're a bunch of bologna They're not just going to eat bologna That's disgusting Yeah who's eating bologna past the age of five um, just sitting alone on a couch, just Garrett. It was just like uh, Garrett. I'm. I wonder. He enjoys taunting Luke so much that I think Garrett might want to fuck Luke. Well, I mean, that's why he said that thing to him. Yeah, and he was like, "Are you licking your lips?" And I think it would be a power thing, and it would just is be- it that thing? Like, remember, um, with the model and the other annoying guy a few seasons back, Courtney Robinson. Courtney- this is not that far back. Like two seasons back, uh, Becca's season, and he was like, he stood over my bed eating a banana. Wait, who? I think I remember that. Who's the model from Becca's season? 
Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. And he hated that other guy. And everyone was like, the other guy is so clearly in love with him. And then Jordan was like, I woke up and he was eating a banana over my bed. <laughs> yeah. I totally it's like one of those that. situations. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of an attraction to Luke on Garrett's side, which is why he's so obsessed with him. But that's just it's my a delicate uh, dance they're doing that. Exactly. That's like my dark web theory, uh, which I'll never share in public. But I mean, <laughs> Luke was licking his lips at him in some type of way. I think there's a lot of subconscious sexuality stuff being explored. Again, you're also stuck in a house and you like have nowhere to masturbate. It's true. Just the shower. And that's a sacred space for Luke. So (laughs) (laughs) that's where he prays. So he can jack off in it. That's where heaven is. So like (laughs) he saw heaven. That's where he looked up and saw Jesus in the sky and Jesus was like I want no part of this this is why it's important to have a window in your bathroom people so you can see Jesus in the sky (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I mean like I'm not like uh, like listen if they're hooking up in the house that's great (laughs) like I just like I imagine that they're the sexual tension that's happening for all of them has got to be so unreal and so confusing. And then like, yes, at one point you're going to start like putting that tension on someone else in the house. I mean, right. It has to go somewhere. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) I don't know. Great. Guys, I feel like we're off theme. I don't know. (laughs) Are we talking about Southern charm still? (laughs) There's this whole episode was symbolism, right? Nothing that was happening was actually happening. This was just, um, Catherine with a sword. Catherine with a sword. Windmills representing places of sex. (laughs) It was like people will study this in like English classes in college. We'll study this episode. Okay, so I uh, just admission. I for a very brief moment forgot they were in the Netherlands um, when I saw the windmill clip and I don't know why, but I thought it meant they fucked on a golf course <laughs> because they're <laughs> because that feels more right or uh, a mini golf course. Sorry. Well, a we don't really course. know what's it like, how, like in a windmill. Like, I don't know, like, how, like, I'm still yeah. confused. I know. I don't. Is really it get like the a bell tower? Guys, this is why we have to wait and see what happens. All right. All right. All right. Well. Colleen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much Thanks for, for having on this me. journey. Where can the where can the listeners find you? The people need to know. Oh man. Um my Instagram is Colleen Kleinfelter fan page. And an Instagram page dedicated to all things <laughs> Colleen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Such a good bit. Um I honestly don't remember what my Twitter is. Instagram is probably the best place. Colleen um, does a lot of good bits on on the gram. She's a uh, she's a good follow, and she always posts about the Bachelor. Yeah, her commentary is. I think it's too much now. It's not. Hell no. Okay. As I said earlier, if I learned anything from Next Level Basic, it's have a theme. Thank you. You said that off air. Um. So now the listeners know. While we got tacos, that was the theme of tacos. Tacos was actually a theme. <laughs> um for um love as was teal and as as always i will now recap next level basic (laughs) (laughs) all right we're signing off love you guys see you next week bye
Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Campfire.